and welcome to Built on Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. Visit OpenSide.com for products and services that will take your Airtable to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR, one word, all caps, for a one-time $20 credit off of any purchase. This episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with Natasha Vormpiova from Belgium. She is a capacity architect and founder of Systems Rock. At Systems Rock, she helps her clients break through their capacity ceiling when they've reached the limits of their own homegrown systems. We talk about how she helps businesses navigate through growth and organizational bottlenecks by simplifying their tech stack, optimizing workflows, and focusing on metrics. This empowers her clients to make informed business decisions using data instead of just hunches. Naturally, one of Natasha's chosen tools to incorporate into workflows and automations is Airtable. The demo base she shows us is an example of a metrics dashboard for membership site owners, which can be appropriated for any kind of subscription-based business. Her base allows a team to track and glean insights from their members' activity, testimonials, feedback, and more. Check out builtonair.com for more Built On Air episodes, and while you're at it, sign up for our mailing list to get weekly updates on all things Airtable. Hey, Natasha, thank you so much for taking the time with us to chat on Built On Air. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very much, Zoe. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to, to speak with you. Me too. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you're one of our few uh, international guests so far on the show um, from Belgium. So I guess just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and you know, how you got into Airtable. Sure. Um, I own a company called Systems Rock. So we live and breathe systems. <laughs> um, but specifically what we do is we help our clients break through a capacity ceiling. A capacity ceiling that happens when we get bogged down by so much backend work that we, we run out of space to grow. And in, uh, in my experience, it happens a lot when we run our business, we, we come across some challenges, we create a system around it or a way to deal with it, um, and then we move forward. Um, but when we do it many, many times, we end up with these little islands of systems that don't talk to each other. A lot of times it also involves information stored in like lots of different places across many different like devices and platforms and tools. So it, it makes things very, very difficult. It makes access to information super difficult. It makes running the business very complex just because especially when other people are involved and they need access to information, there is so much unnecessary work um, that, that has to happen. So what my team and I do is we come in, we look at those things that could be improved and streamlined, and we we create, we a lot of times rebuild the back end. It, it does sound like this like massive task, but a lot of times it starts with like something super small and super simple. It can be simply like Zapier that moves information from, from one place to the next and removes that bottleneck. But like, once we come in and like relieve that pressure, things that just start flowing so much 
more naturally and freely. And then it's a relief for the team as well, because all of a sudden they don't need to check in with each other, like where they don't need to be, and things just flow much smoother. So that's why it's it's something very, very natural that happens in, in every business. And like we we are the ones who just like come and save the day when things get very unbearable. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get in in the trenches and and figure it out, right? I guess the sort of like a, a plumber for for growing businesses. <laughs> yes, or or a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like that even better. So, so tell me these these businesses that you you work for. You know, certainly you've you know kind of established a bit of a process. But you, do you notice any any patterns? Um, you know, where when businesses come to you, are they typically at a certain size, or like are there other characteristics when you know bottlenecks really start to to happen once you know they reach a, a certain level. Yeah, um, it, it, it starts happening a lot where rather businesses start looking for solutions when they begin adding team members. A lot of times it's somewhere at the uh, like number three, <laughs> for some reason, this is the one that is very, very critical. So a lot of times it's like three and then nine and then uh, it, it just it goes, it, for some reason, like every time we triple, um, the number of team members systems start breaking down, and it's like I, I'm not the one who came up with this. Like I, I read it, but I, um, I actually I noticed it as well. It's a lot of times uh, the company is doing very well, and at at some point this extra team member all of a sudden means that like, things need to be um, re- redone on the back end so that information. Um, continues to to flow smoother so it's it's a number of team members uh, sometimes it's it's a revenue number and a lot of times it's just that the information threshold uh, like whenever a business reaches the point where okay like we just like, need something where we can actually see the data compare the data look for trends instead of just building everything on guesses and hunches which happens a lot like a lot of times so much data gets buried and like we don't have easy access to it so for for different companies it happens at different uh, times but a lot of our clients like we work specifically with agencies because in agencies information is kind of like very flat there are and um there are account managers or uh, account reps that work on, on with with clients and they do similar work, but then it is very difficult for the business owner or the the founder who is managing the agency to keep track of all these different pieces because it's not even like in one uh, place. It's like right. different computers, different uh, places. Like, uh, people work differently, so it just. Uh, the complexity of managing uh, such a team is is much higher. Right. Yeah. And when you when you realize you're like, hey, well, it takes me an hour to combine this data, and then only five minutes to look at it and get what I want. That's when you're like, oh wow, I really need to get better at keeping track of this in one place. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what kind of you know apps or software systems do you uh, typically recommend to clients to kind of help consolidate all of those data sources? For the most part, Airtable. 
that's why we love our table so much <laughs> because it it allows us to combine different types of data in one single place and it plays so well with other tools that it's so easy to uh, move information into Airtable and a lot of times automate moving it into Airtable. Plus, as our viewers know, because the data is relational, it's like you enter it in one place, it populates the rest of the places. So it's just like it saves massive amounts of time. Right. Yeah. And it's also really cool, I think, to be able to like blow people's mind with that. You know, you're like, watch this. <laughs> person's name in this table and then watch it shows up over here you don't even have to do anything um, yeah yeah it's fun to kind of feel a little bit like a wizard you know um and then you're like wait but that's not even the coolest thing i can do just just wait um so you you mentioned how you use zapier a lot which we, we talked about um zapier a lot here on the show kind of an api automation builder to tool requires you know no coding or almost no coding mm -hmm. to execute. So what kind of, um, do you typically take the software that your clients are currently using and just use Zapier to get it into Airtable or do you have a sort of recommended set of other apps that they switch to or does it vary so much case by case? Well, the approach that we, um, we take and personally I'm a strong believer in to minimalism. Like, I really, really don't like situations where um, someone is using one single tool for to do one single thing. It's uh, when when we come in, uh, we look at the backend setup and we look at the tools that the client is um, using and where things can be simplified, where we can make one tool do different things versus having like several tools do just one thing. Um, and we always look at how they use each tool and what they used it for, what they've used before, what they've, uh, what their experience have been with other tools. Because a lot of times business owner has this history of like using certain tools and like not liking them. So that's perfectly fine with us. We do tailor um, the setup to, to the needs of the business and to, the business owners and the team's preferences. So usually we do not really move them to different tools, but what happens is that a lot of times when we bring in Airtable as this hub of information, then number of tools we don't really need to use. A lot of times, for example, forms, uh, or it can be um, something else that's, that, that was used kind of just like this extra tool that is not needed anymore. So those tools kind of get removed, but then uh, we use Zapier to, to connect, say, Airtable to the payment processor or to set up a um, Zap so that the emails get moved um, directly into Airtable. So it's for the most part, it's just getting rid of some tools and uh, connecting the rest of the tools to Airtable. Cool. And um, how long have you uh, been kind of doing this kind of work? And and was it something you always wanted to do? Or did you kind of happen upon it? I feel like a lot of people in this field there, you know, it's always kind of this like, it hasn't really been around for, you know, all that long, this sort of like, you know, Airtable, Zapier, like, you know, kind of low code or no code thing. So I'm just really curious to hear what your personal path to systems rock was 
Well, the path to systems rock was um, a bit windy. <laughs> First of all, I didn't expect to, 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 to be a business owner at all. It was when my son was born and I was like, we had just moved to Belgium actually. And I was looking for a job and not finding one super easily or like, there were some options, but they meant the long commute. And I was just like, this is not something that I want to do. So I was quite unexpectedly introduced to this whole world of online business by a friend of mine. And I'm just like, okay, let me try this. And actually in the beginning, I was going to do, I was going to offer marketing services because my background is in marketing. But then after a few weeks of like not getting anywhere with this like long list of things that I needed to do, um, because I was like new to business, new to online business, newborn, learning a new language, uh, all the household. Like there were so many things. I was just like, I have no idea how to do this. And I've been always, uh, I've always, always been so good at project management. Like in the office, I was like, I was very productive. I'm just like, what is happening? So I started listening to the interviews of some established business owners. And like, like I, I kept this word system, system, systems, like as this kind of just the remedy to everything. And I'm just like, okay, it's good for you to say you have a big business, you have a big team. Like maybe you have it in production line somewhere. <laughs> so, so like it's conveyor belts and everything. Like I'm like one, one person here. Like what, what do I do with systems? Um, and then one day I was listening to an interview with Laura Roder, who referred to systems as this kind of like checklist and like kind of like simple like step-by-step procedures. And that's when it clicked for me. And I'm just like, oh, wow. So like, I, as a small business owner, like one, one person show can actually have systems if I simply have the step, uh, step-by-step for, for something that I do regularly. And that's when I started digging into this like whole systems thing and like as I started playing with it I realized that like this is actually the path to sanity (laughs) (laughs) so um it it came relatively naturally to me just because I'm a super organized person like I'm that boring person who has her closets uh color-coded and (laughs) organized by (laughs) like super super kind of like structured so, and then when I, when I started doing that and I, I started sharing it with, with like some friends that I uh, had in this online world and it started kind of like working for them, I'm just like, okay, systems rock. Like, that's my business. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that was one of those relations that uh, ended up being a business. And that was now, what, seven years ago? So it's, nice. been, it's been quite a while. But bef- like back then, I was basically helping clients with like, structuring their work better and creating these step-by-step uh, processes. I did start using Zapier about maybe three years ago, uh, but like, super kind of just like, not, not very regularly like, in, in my clients' businesses. That was something that like, I would experiment with myself. But then about a year ago, a client that we worked with previously came to us with a new challenge and we needed to find a solution for them. And the problem that they had was that they are a um, company that works uh, with uh, 
writers. What they do is they have um, a team of coaches um, that work with writers to help them through the process of uh, writing their books. Um, but the challenge that they had uh, was that they would spend way too much time trying to match writers and coaches because that, that was a totally manual process. Like there were several spreadsheets involved, plus the uh, team member who was doing all this matching, a lot of information about preferences and availability was in her head, but then like, she would have to double check because again, like data lived in several places and in some place it was updated and another it wasn't. Then like, other team members had some extra information. So it was just a like, really, really long and painful process, like several hours uh, over one or even a couple of weeks to just like, figure out how they can find the right match for this new writer who just applied and wants to work with them. Mm-hmm. And what was really bothering them is like one was that it's, it was super um, difficult on the back end and they couldn't really see how they can increase their capacity like working with, with more writers. But then it was just not very good impression that they were giving these like, new clients that would, they would come in and be so excited about writing their book. But then, okay, you have to now wait until we find the right coach for you. So as we started uh, poking around for the right tool, we stumbled upon Airtable. And I'm just like, huh, okay, like this thing like, should actually do the work. And then that was the first project that we did. And it just, for one, it re- re- revolutionized the business of our client because all of a sudden we went through this several hours over the course of a week to just two minutes, kind of wow. just like, okay. Um, I mean, it would take a bit longer, maybe half an hour, just because there was communication involved. But um, it it was it became just so very easy because like, we built for them this uh, table uh, for coaches with uh, all their characteristics, and there were like, like 10, 10 different characteristics, like from uh, from the genre that they coach in to their personal preferences, to specific topics, to, to availability, to their time zone. Like there were like so many different things. But then uh, a separate uh, like list was a list of writers and uh, uh, their application form and like, their requirements also, their genre, their time, t- uh, uh, time zone and everything. And when we put it into Airtable, we created this matching view when all of a sudden, it was this just like one click of a button, all of a sudden, Airtable spits out this just like one, two people who are like the best match for this person, given the criteria that they've put in, in, in their uh, application form. Like that was, that was really magic. That was just like so amazing. Um, so for the client, it was absolutely incredible. But uh, for, for me personally, I was just like, I was like, in love with this new tool that can do so much. And I'm just like, oh my God, give me more. <laughs> give me more projects to play with because I, I realize that it's not just like the scenario. Like there, there is like so much that we can explore with this tool and like we never look back. We, we work now with many different uh, um, businesses and industries from uh, so this uh, this was a coaching business, and uh, we worked with with the PR agency. We worked with an online course uh, creator to improve the experience of 
uh, of the students. Uh, something that we we will uh, talk about more today is uh, dashboard for the membership site owners. Um, th there was um, a personal uh, stylist that we worked with with uh, as well. So like the the range of um, projects is quite wide. But what we love doing is kind of like optimizing the workflow um, of like how things um, actually happen, but also creating these like, different KPI and da metrics dashboard so that you can see all the numbers at a glance so that you don't need to kind of just like, dig up like all this like, random information. But, the, but by the time you find it, like you don't have time to find the rest <laughs> to right. compare it to what you just find. Well, and so Airtable makes things so much easier. Right. Yeah. I think that that um, thing you mentioned earlier in the interview where it's, you know, when businesses are small, you can make decisions on hunches. And then, you know, when you grow a little bit, you're like, wow, like, I, this really isn't going to suit me anymore. Um, you know, especially as you grow and you have so many, you know, other people where it's like everyone's hunch is different, which is the right hunch. It's like that data, right? Just having that data helps so much. Um, and yeah, you're totally right where it's, you know, if it takes you, you know, 30 minutes to combine everything together in the case of the writers, you know, weeks, right? Because you, you don't even know where to start. It makes you move so, so much, move just so much more slowly. So, and I guess now you, you mentioned um, this, the kind of dashboard, right? That you're going to show us. So now I think would be a great time to kind of segue into that and you can give us a little bit of a, a demo of one of your Airtable creations. So, sure. so let me share, share your screen. screen. Yeah. So this is totally made up, set up, though the names might look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, um, this is um, built for an owner of a membership site. So um, if our audience is familiar uh, with the membership site business model, this is where um, you have a um, large uh, group of, of, of people that come in and you share with them um, some, some type of content. Uh, different membership sites approach it differently. So some some membership sites can have um, can create a regular monthly content. Some of them might focus on non community. Um, so there are different aspects, but there are naturally number of important uh, metrics, numbers, and data that is important to track. And overall, membership side business model is very appealing because this is one of those predictable business models where normally. Like as you um, you grow your membership site, you have super predictable revenue that comes in every month because like, your um, members get charged every month, so you can like, easily predict your revenue. So it's it's super super appealing. However, there there is a bunch of things that any membership site owner needs to track, and a lot of times they do not really track this um, like these numbers. Because one, they're very busy, and two, it's easier to concentrate on just growing your membership community and creating content, and the rest can like falls by the wayside. Right. Uh, having all these numbers in one place allows you to kind of have this at a glance view at where things are, um, like without having to check five different places. 
Um, so this um, Airtable, like, as you can see, I have um, a number of different tables over here. But um, before we talk about dashboard, like, let's quickly um, take our viewers to the intake, intake form because usually this is the place where any new member would start. Um, as I mentioned earlier, super briefly, um, using Airtable forms is very good because once somebody fills out the form, the information gets fed directly into Airtable. So here we get to select uh, the questions that we want to ask these uh, new members. And um, here is uh, just like this uh, kind of like part uh, of the process, the intake process, where it's just the list of uh, the members, new members, and answers to their questions so when, when they joined um, and stuff like that. But um, the beauty is having this one single dashboard that captures all of this data and all of the numbers in one a single table. So what I have here, for example, is the name, email address, when they joined. Information that we can collect here is, for example, whether they came through a free trial and if yes, whether they stayed past a past free trial, like what type of member they are. Right now, right here, this is entered manually. However, if, uh, for example, when somebody joins, this can be uh, captured by the payment uh, processor when we connect Airtable with the payment processor, even this information can be added automatically, which, which is pretty, pretty cool. Right. So the numbers that are so difficult usually to, to get and look at and uh, use or like make decisions based on um, are, for example, lifetime value. And here, this would be calculated automatically. Basically, um, Airtable... Um, grabs for you the amount um, every uh, membership member paid already and puts it uh, right here. And then at the bottom, this is amazing, uh, magical thing that Airtable does. It can uh, calculate uh, or make different operations with, with this number. So for uh, our purpose here, it's average. So we can easily see, um, I mean, quickly see that the lifetime value of um, our member is $82.22. So this is um, super useful to look at, kind of uh, like make um, all these different types of projections. Um, and then um, another number um, that is very, very important for membership um, uh, site owners is how long somebody stays a member. Um, so here, um, it's, um, it's in uh, days. I don't know why this is, uh, doesn't count. Oh, because I added extra uh, record by accident. Okay. So the actual average <laughs> lifetime value is $85.38. And on average, they stay uh, for 170 days. And one of the fields I have, they actually allows me to see number of months you believe yeah no wait it will be somewhere so it doesn't have to be days you can uh, quickly see the average numbers of days of months somebody stays in the community so what that allows you to do is if you know that uh, for example like this is um i think four months and some change 
if they um, if the four month mark approaches, you know that okay, like maybe there is like something that I can do and even like automate kind of like some type of outreach to people um, who are at that critical point so that they don't leave. Right. So again, moving to like from like guess and hunches to um, using actual data. Um, so this is something that um, Airtable allows you to do pretty cool that allows you to look up some numbers or data or uh, link different tables. So if we, we were to look at a uh, profile, so to speak, of a membership uh, site member, we would see everything about them from, from the name and email address to when they joined to um, how many payments they've made and what testimonials they've left, which is pretty cool. Um, and the rest of the tables is basically supporting this dashboard. So like, this is how we usually approach creating um, our tables too. So we start building the master and then look at what type of information we need to have, what type of information can be uh, captured by Airtable directly and where we need to set up zaps to move information into Airtable. So this is, for example, a payment log. So this is something that we would have access to if we were to connect our Airtable with the payment processor. But then we can we can play with, with different views and again, isolate just like certain kind of pieces of data again to be able to see, okay, in, in 2019, like this is how much we've made in 2018. Like this is how much we've made, and this is uh, exactly um, what happened every month. If you layer over the certain marketing activities that happened, or kind of like special outreach, then you can see what marketing activity outperformed something else. So again, being able to make more informed decisions about what do you want to do more of what actually generates money and what you can stop doing because it's, um, it loses you money. Right. And then uh, feedback and uh, testimonials. Um, so feedback, again, like this is something that can be, you can create a forum and then collect information from uh, your people. Um, again, by having this information, you know what works, what doesn't work, how they interact with different pieces of content that you create, uh, uh, based on this feedback, you you can create testimonials, and then um, you can, like for example, um, if it's something uh, written, you can copy paste it here. But then you could alternatively have a column with uh, screenshots. If they say something on social media, you can categorize them either by objections or concerns, or um, you can. Um, select, for example, a medium where you want to use a testimonial, sale, say a sales page or an email address, um, whether you have permission to use it or not. So yeah. again, like the, the uses are so um, so different. It, it, is, it does depend on what kind of data is important to you, what kind of data you want to track. So it doesn't have to be overwhelming, but it can be pretty eye-opening. For sure. Yeah. And I love uh, kind of the use in the, the database table and the payment log of those summary fields. Those are really great because um, instead of having to, you know, sum everything and roll it up in a different table, I think it's it's really nice to, to kind of be able to see, you know, those total numbers to help you make decisions. Yeah. But also Airtable makes it so easy to kind of just, uh, you know, see 
right? I can see the summary of the data, the average, the sum, or, you know, whatever. And then I can also see all of those individual humans or records or whatever exactly. they represent, um, which is, is yeah. just a really great way where there is that hard data, but then you can also, you know, supplement it with, with those hunches if you still want, like, oh yeah, this customer, like, they're a weird one or like, wow, they're like really active with their feedback. Um, you know, uh, and, and I think also what I, what I love about this is, um, especially I think for, for business models, you know, that are sort of membership based, like you were saying, there is that kind of instinct to be like, okay, since we do have these recurring revenue for people, I just want to generate content and get as many new subscribers as possible. Right. I'm going to throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. But, um, you know, it's figuring out what sticks is kind of the hard part, right? Unless yes, you actually, absolutely. you know, kind of are able to see it quantified um, in some place like this. So I love how kind of just very clean and, um, you know, kind of organized and segmented it is and also flexible, like you said. Um, so if I, you know, had a membership site and I really cared about I don't know how many, you know, videos people watched and I could get that data. I could plot that in there and, you know, sum up the, figure out the average number of minutes that people watch a month or something like that. So, yeah. And it makes the life of the team members so much easier as well, because when you work with others um, using the single place where the data is tracked, you can just brainstorm like, new ways of doing something. If you have team members responsible for certain aspects, they can, they can track their own numbers and you can see what they are doing. Um, there are so many ways to kind of highlight who is responsible for what and then uh, the results of it. So it, it is, it is um, like all fronts, such a useful tool to have it all in one place and like not spent insane amount of time populating it. For sure. So in terms of systems rock, what's kind of on the horizon for you? Are you, you know, super excited about, you know, maybe any new Airtable features you've been playing with or, you know, a different way you're taking your business? Um, what's next for you? It is very exciting to work with Airtable. And um, what we continue kind of just to be amazed by is like how flexible it is and like every new client that comes in it's it's always so much fun just like figuring out how all these different ways to do it for them one thing is that they have different type of business and different challenge but the other thing is that um, they they have they might have different needs or they want to have access to different information my strong belief is that the best systems are like those systems that come from within. Like we have to, like we already have systems. We just like don't use them, or you don't. We don't call them as systems, or like we don't really rely on them as much. We kind of like do everything um, intuitively. But when we pay closer attention to how we do it and we structure it a bit better, it's it's amazing how easy it is to create a system that you can simply fall into. It's not yeah. something that is difficult to, to follow. So um, what really excites me is just giving our clients these tools that allow them to be more productive, but very, very effortlessly. Right. Um, and at the same time, 
now that we've done enough projects where some of it can be templated, creating like this like, different like, templates or demonstrations, like showing like what is possible. Mm-hmm. Because I find that the moment that you show somebody what, what's possible, like all of a sudden they begin experimenting like, like, like running uh, through all the scenarios in their head about just like, oh my God, like I could do this and like what about that? And it's just like, it just like lights people up. So just like, bringing it to more clients and kind of experimenting with ways to ease them into having systems right. <laughs> that, that's something I, I get like, super super uh, passionate about for sure and and like you said right everyone just says this buzzword systems and it's like what does that even mean you just yeah. know you need a good one you don't really even know what a good one would be so yeah it's like kind of getting people in that mindset and I think just showing you know even you know stuff like your dashboard it really it does get people's minds churning and they they get all excited and yeah, it's really fun to kind of, um, you know, feel like you're in kind of, you know, an experiment together. Right. And you're just not like, okay, well I made this thing. Like you're going to just use it the way that I think you should use it. Um, it is more of a collaboration with Airtable, which is really cool. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, tell all of our listeners, um, where they can find you online if they want to contact you or check out more of your work. Sure. The best place to find me is uh, my website, systemstruck.com. And if you want to get in touch, it's systemstruck.com forward slash connect. So if you've been playing with uh, Airtable, if you want to share with me any setups that you've created, uh, I always love to geek out about different scenarios and different ways to creatively use Airtable. I'll, I'll welcome your, your email. So do get in touch. Cool. We will um, definitely put your website in the show notes so people can check it out and uh, send you a message if they'd like. Well, thank you so much, Natasha. It's been quite a pleasure chatting with you um, and about your weird meta backwards fall into systems um, and how you're using Airtable to, you know, organize data and make systems, you know, unscary for people. Thank you, Zoe. It's a pleasure. And yes, absolutely. Let's make systems accessible. (laughs) One air table at a time. There you go. (laughs) See ya. Bye.